The Introvert's Edge podcast was designed to create a dialogue around introversion, to stimulate a discussion around our disadvantages, how we overcome those disadvantages, and what we consider our introvert's edge. Together, we're finally going to confront the stigma around introversion, showing that we're not second-class citizens. We're just different, and we need to embrace that. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Introvert's Edge. Again, I have with me Ivan Meisner. Ivan, welcome back to the show. Thank you. It's great to be on. Well, I'm really excited about the content you've been sharing, and I think we were starting to touch upon some really strong concepts around introversion and around the concepts of how to network as, as an introvert. And I, I really want to go into to detail with that. But, but first, you recently did a survey in regards to some of the characteristics that are required to be a successful networker or, or what is seen in, in high esteem when you're networking. And I think I'd love for you to share that detail first, if you, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, so let's start with the characteristics of um, the top networkers. And what I did was I did a survey, it was open to the public. I had 3,400 responses. It wasn't just a BNI survey, uh, you know, people from all over the world, um, from many different organizations took it. And uh, so we took a look at what, what were the top characteristics of a great networker and then what were the bottom characteristics uh, you know, of a networker. And so the top seven characteristics, here, here are the top seven uh, characteristics of a, a, a great networker. First was a good listener. Uh, and so that doesn't surprise me at all. I, uh, you know, a, a good networker has two ears and one mouth, uses them both pr proportionately. Uh, so that was number one. Number two was a positive attitude. Now, that could go for introverts or extroverts, uh, but positive attitude was really important. It, it, sometimes it's really funny if you're out networking um, and you meet somebody, they, they start complaining about the economy, about business, whatever. Don't complain to people about business. Half the people you tell don't care, and the other half are glad you're worse off than they are. So, you know, you got to have a positive attitude. Uh, collaboration was the third one and that's often something considered with, with uh, you know building relationships more more introvert than extrovert like uh, collaboration was number three number four was being sincere and authentic and oftentimes extroverts are viewed as you know maybe a little insincere in the way they approach so most of these are not extrovert related trustworthy follow-up approachable these were all the top characteristics of a great networker. But the next set is what's really interesting. And these are the top or the bottom characteristics of a, a networker. The bottom character, the first four are all absolutely extrovert related. First is fearless or confident. Fearless and confident, man, that's extrovert all the way. Next is um, asking for the sale. And of course, what do we teach in sales? You gotta ask for the sale. But when it comes to networking, if you do it too early, it's not, it doesn't go over well. Uh, next is a self-promoter. Uh, it's total extrovert. Uh, the next is being very direct, really direct. So four out of the bottom five characteristics are all extrovert related. That's really interesting because what people would assume they need to, the characteristics they need to have to be successful in networking are actually, if they learn those skills, they'll be less successful. That's correct. And I think here's the reason for it. I, I, did another book um, with a, a survey of 12,000 people. The book was called Business Networking and Sex, Not What You Think. Uh, it was about the difference between men and women and how they network. Yeah. And in that book, we discovered from the survey of 12,000 people, the people who were more relational in the way they networked were more successful than those who were transactional 
in the way they network. By the way, women tend to be more relational. Based on this survey of 12,000 people, they tend to be more relational than men. Men tend to be a little bit more transactional than women. Uh, but when we took gender out of it, and we just looked at um, relational versus transactional, the men and women who were relational did better. And so these survey results kind of make sense then because it's, uh, the, the introvert approach tends to be more relational. Uh, let me add one thing though. The, the dead last number was social media savvy, which of course could be introvert or extrovert, but that was last. So people, 3,400 people around the world said social media savvy is just not that important um, with uh, networking. Now I thought clearly millennials had to feel different about this. So I pulled millennials, I extracted millennials out of the data. And I looked at just millennials and what they said were the bottom five characteristics. And I was right, they did not rank it last. They ranked it second to last. Big difference there. <laughs> second <laughs> to last. So even millennials realize that social media savvy is not uh, critical. Uh, and the other four were the same, by the way. They were the same five. Well, I think that what's interesting there is that introverts would naturally assume that they have to have these co these competencies to yeah. be successful, and they're all trying to be more extroverted yeah. in their networking. Yet it's actually the the introverted qualities that are, are going to lead to that long-term relationship. Right. And it, it's funny. So I had uh, on the show uh, Jeffrey Eisenberg, and Jeffrey's a he's a classic introvert. His brother is a classic extrovert. And they talk about uh, the conversation around how he has, uh, his brother has lots of, uh, lots and lots of relationships. As you talked about in the first segment, a, a very wide network, but not very deep. Right. Where Jeffrey tends to have a very deep network, but not as many people. Yeah. So I think that, and, and I've sort of noticed this in my own networking, when I learned how to sell, I would try to be more extroverted and I'd be very promotional. And as soon as I swap from being promotional to having a meeting of the minds conversation yeah. and offering value and trying I'd say to help. Relational. Relational, correct. Everything changed. And that was for me one of the big turning points in, in my networking. But the hardest thing, if I'm going to a networking event and I'm an introvert, yeah. I I know that I'm going to be successful because of the statistics, I know I'm gonna be successful when I'm talking to somebody. And I know that that's going to lead, and I know that a networking event is more about developing that relationship now than selling them on the day. Right. But I still gotta start that conversation, right. and that's terrifying. Right, so let me give you two or three ex examples of what to do. First yeah. of all, when you walk into a room, uh, look for what I call open twos, open threes, and open groups. So uh, an, um, a closed two would be two people standing face to face like this, okay? And, and uh, it's very hard to break into that conversation. So, you know, if you have the God view, right? You're looking down, they're, they're like this. But an open two would be um, people, you know, standing like this. Um, so look for open twos, look for open threes. A closed three would, three would be like a, a, a triangle, uh, but an open three would be like a U-shape. So, uh, so look for open groups. It's really easy to just kind of slide on in. It's almost easier to slide into a group of people than it is for an introvert to walk up to one person and say, hi, my, my name's Ivan. You know, yeah. it, it's easier to just kind of slide in silently to a group of people. So look for the open threes, open fours, open groups. If you're running a network, I try to train my BNI members. If you're running a network, always have open stances. 
when a visitor comes into that group, always have open stances so that a visitor feels welcome. It's so easy to kind of strike up a conversation. That's one. Two, whenever possible, go to an event with somebody who's a member or who knows a lot of people there and ask them, would you be kind enough to introduce me around? Uh, you know, I'm uncomfortable meeting, just be honest, I'm uncomfortable meeting people. Would you mind introducing me around? Now, now it's, and it's great to go to a, an extrovert to do that because they'll love to do that. They're, you know, they're a connector and so they'll connect uh, you with many people and just be honest with them and say, I'm a little uncomfortable, but I really want to meet people. Maybe you wouldn't mind making introductions and just have them uh, go around and, and introduce yourself. Now, of course, introverts probably get this naturally, but remember when you're meeting people, it's way more important to be interested than interesting. So you don't have to try to be interesting, be interested. And, and so there's two or three steps, three steps uh, to consider when you're going into a network of people you don't know. That's, that's really great information. When I'm going up to these, this group of three though, or, or group of two, I can imagine what I'd be feeling at that point. And for me, I'd be feeling anxious. Yeah. I'm, I'm going up to, to talk to that group of two or group, group of three, and I'm gonna be thinking I need to have something amazing to say or I need to start you know, laughing at somebody's joke, or you know, I need to somehow engage with that group. What would you suggest the easiest way to start to be involved in that dialogue as opposed to being just a passive observer would be? Well, you, you, know, you have to be comfortable with whatever you're gonna say. So if, if my suggestion doesn't work for you, that's fine. But for me, I would keep it very casual. Hi guys, um, my name's Ivan. Um, tell me about what you do. And then get them to talk. So be interested. Be interested. That's I think exactly that's, it. I think that's really important because I think that too many people are so focused on saying something interesting, as you said, right. as opposed to just trying to ask about them. I mean, we're, they're all at networking events, right? right? And they, they want people to ask them about themselves. Yes, they do. And if you're dealing with somebody who's good at networking, after they've talked about themselves, they're going to ask you, so tell me what you do. Uh, and then it's okay to be interesting. Uh, but first, be interested. Uh, and, you know, in, in being interesting, I recommend that you do uh, a, a concept that's been around for a long time, a unique selling proposition. You want to say something that really gets people's attention. Um, uh, there's a, a company that I'm associated with called Ascentive, which has a great line, uh, we help uh, people create referrals for life. And, and, then, and then watch their eyebrow. S Sam Horn, a good friend of mine who wrote a book called Pop, calls this the eyebrow test. When you use your unique selling proposition, their full unique selling proposition is we help people make more, work less, and create referrals for life. Then watch their eyebrows. If their eyebrows go up, it just got their attention. They're like, oh, how do you do that? If their eyebrows go down, you just confuse them. Oh, how do you do that? Same, same words, oh, how do you do that? But if the eyebrows go down, you lost them. If the eyebrows go up, you got them. So use a unique selling proposition, practice, use different um, uh, techniques or different phrases. And when you find one that generally gets, uh, passes the eyebrow test, gets their attention and they ask for more information, that's a great um, phrase to use. I think that that's one of the, the key factors for a lot of people because I know my mother used to introduce herself as a business coach. Yeah. And a lot of times that put her on a defensive position. Yeah. And what I noticed with the, the, the sales proposition that you just suggested, it didn't talk about the functional element of what they do. It talked about the outcome that 
they helped provide. Right. And I think I, I've spent a lot of time working with people and helping them understand how to get themselves from explaining I'm a videographer to I'm a narrative strategist or I'm you know, a ghostwriter to I'm an authority architect because the goal is to excite and inspire people to want to know more, right. not put you in that defensive position. Do you have any advice for how people, I, I, in, in B&I they talk about you know, the infomercial, the, the little 15 second um, what I do. Do you have any suggestions for how people should go about trying to create that? Sure, if it's a one-time thing where you're meeting someone, you're not meeting them regularly, you do, you absolutely have to focus on the outcomes uh, as opposed to, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a business coach. Uh, you know, you want to focus on something catchy that uh, I, I help people generate 50% uh, more business or whatever, whatever this, the data is that you've got. That kind of is an attention getter. Now, on the other hand, if you're going to a meeting on a weekly basis or a regular basis like BNI, it's a little different. There, it's all about uh, educating people. Uh, you're not trying to make a sale, you're trying to train a sales force. So you go every week uh, in groups like BNI and you want people to refer you, that's what it's all about. So how do you get them to do that? You have to teach them what you do. And so each and every week is about breaking your business down to their least or lowest common denominator. One little sliver of what you do. And spend your time, usually you only have a minute or so, spend your time talking about that one little sliver. So that over the course of a year, you've given a lot of content uh, for someone about what you do so that they, when they are out there in the field, they go, you know what, I know somebody who does that. So we, on a weekly basis, specific is terrific when you're doing uh, a presentation to group. Uh, when you're just talking to one person, then it's about uh, outcomes. That's brilliant. I, th I think that's great advice. Well, Ivan, you've given us so much today and I really appreciate you being so open with you know, talking about your introversion and, and talking about the systems and I guess the unique way that uh, you found out about being an introvert. I think that offers a lot of value to people because a lot of people get defined by their introversion and I feel that it shouldn't be an empowering thing. I think you made it very clear that extroverts and introverts both have their disadvantages, yes. both have their strengths. Yes. And I'd like to say a lot of extroverts would consider that they have a specific edge, a, a thing that makes them uniquely able to do business and be successful in it. Yeah. I think introverts have that as well. And one of the, the things that I give all people pre-warning with is, you know, I'm gonna ask you what you consider your introvert's edge. And I'd, I'd love it if you would share of all the things that you've accomplished, what do you think's been your real introvert's edge that's, that's really got you to where you are today? So I really believe that networking is more about farming than it is about hunting. It's about cultivating relationships. For me, hands down, it's about collaboration. That um, I have learned to collaborate with people rather than tell people uh, what to do. And through that collaboration, uh, I have worked with many people to create communities all around the world almost a quarter of a million members worldwide, all collaborating, all to build business for each other. That is, without a doubt, my, my uh, um, introverted edge. That's unbelievable, and, and thank you for sharing that. Well, I know I've got a huge amount of value out of this interview, and again, for, for all the help that B&I's been to, to my family growing up, I, I really appreciate thank everything you. I, that you've I, done. I appreciate you saying that a lot. <laughs> well, for people that just still want to find out a little bit more about BNI and maybe help you get to that quarter of a million members. Uh, where can people find out a little bit more about BNI and maybe find a chapter near them? And how do, how do people kind of step in as opposed to jump into BNI sure. and get their first experience? So uh, the first thing I do is uh, uh, go to ivanmeisner.com. If you like the content that we've been talking about here, I've got 
10 years worth of blog content, uh, hundreds and hundreds of blogs that I've done over the years, both video and, and uh, written blogs. Uh, and then uh, go to BNI.com if you're interested in visiting a chapter, see what it's all about. Uh, you know, take a taste, uh, take a look. And I definitely suggest that everybody does that. As I said, if, especially if you're introverted, BNI is a great place to go out and try some of the skills that you're learning throughout this podcast and through potentially checking out The Introvert's Edge, my book. And you know, just really start to do that. Stop hiding in your office and expecting online to do all the heavy lifting. Just go out and start to meet people. And you might find that you actually have a bit of fun along the way of doing that as well. So if you're enjoying this episode, please make sure that you subscribe. Um, and also, if you could provide a review uh, to this podcast, I'd really, really appreciate it. Uh, but I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Introvert's Edge. Cheers. I'm on a mission to empower introverts to be proud of who we are. Introverts have had to deal with the stigma that we just can't be as successful in business or in sales as our extroverted counterparts. We're different and we need to embrace that. I instinctively shied away from sales. I didn't want to be a salesperson. My closing ratio has gone from 15% up to close to 80%. We nearly quadrupled the number of meetings set with clients. Your book was a great revelation to me about me. I've been fortunate to receive some endorsements from some exceptional introverts. They've shared with me how much they resonated with the stories of these real people and how they transformed to being sales masters. It talks about the things that make an introvert successful. Every book was written for extroverts and there needed to be something for us. Get your copy of The Introvert's Edge today.